This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Extra Time, Radio New Zealand's web-only sports podcast. I'm Jacob McSweeney. In this week's programme, we look at Hockey New Zealand's decision to appoint another Australian coach to a national side. The All Blacks are in Argentina, and we talk to the Silver Ferns coach, Wai Taumonu, about the upcoming Quad Nations series. Hockey New Zealand has appointed another Australian coach to one of its national teams. Colin Batch, the current Belgium head coach, will take over from Shane McLeod as the men's coach, joining fellow Australian Mark Hager, who looks after the women's side. Barry Guy spoke with Hockey New Zealand's chief executive, Hilary Poole, about the country's lack of depth in the coaching stocks. You know, in terms of our plan, which we're now finalising through to Rio, um, having a world-class coach is, is absolutely fundamental. It is, it is the number one priority. And, uh, you know, as we embarked on, on the, um, the process post-London, we had some key criteria um, that, that we were working to fulfil in terms of this appointment. Um, firstly, that they had had head coach experience um, in a um, achieving uh, national program that they'd actually you know uh, got the results um, that they had uh, strong leadership and people management skills and the ability to develop and maintain a really strong team culture. Has the men's team not achieved its full potential? Well, look, we don't believe it has yet. Uh, look, over the last 12 months, they've had some good results, but not consistent. You know, their fourth in Champions Trophy and their win with Azan Shah. And look, the, the result in London was disappointing um, in terms of the ninth. They, they all know they can play a lot better than that. Um, you know, in saying that, you know, out the back end of the Olympics, they actually improved their world ranking by one place, which reflects their overall performance over the last 12 months. But there's a lot of talent in that team and, uh, you know, we believe they can head where the women are, you know, to be consistently within that top six ranking and then move to within that top four ranking and, you know, meddling at world majors. That's our aim. Uh, Colin Batch is an Australian. You mentioned that you did want a coach that had international head coaching experience. Did that therefore rule out, I'm assuming, New Zealanders? Look, um, we did have New Zealand applications, and uh, they, they were high quality. Um, just, uh, you know, unfortunately, the reality is, in terms of their level of experience and credentials, we're just not quite there yet. Um, we are, you know, we are working with our elite coach development program um, and developing that with the support of High Performance Sport New Zealand. And you know, and we're really pleased now, and we've got. Um, uh, assisting our eight regions to develop their own regional talent programs, and four of those eight, four of those eight regions now have got um, you know high performance coaches appointed. So, so it's coming in terms of developing our own, but we're just not there yet. Uh, that's difficult. I mean, if a coach within New Zealand uh, doesn't have the opportunity to become the, a black sticks coach, I, I imagine it's very difficult for them to gain the necessary experience, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you've got you've got to take a long term view though, and um, and you know we just needed to have a look at what we believed we needed in our in our program right now, and 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 um, you know through to Rio. What special qualities does Colin Batch bring that you know you think is going to help the Black Sticks men? Uh, that, that's a really good question. Look, he has um, 
he's got really strong leadership and people management skills. Um, he he connects really well with 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 people with his teams, but he's got the ability to make you know the tough calls. He doesn't shy away from that. Uh, he, he's very very disciplined and organised. Uh, and uh, he's particularly good at nurturing talent. Um, that was seen uh, with his role initially as assistant coach with with Belgium. Um, his uh, Belgian under-21 team got through to the final and silver medal of the European Championship. And then the um, just just recently, actually, that team actually won the gold in this year's European Championship. Um, his experience was with two medal-winning teams. So he he served for eight years as assistant coach. You know, which is a long apprenticeship, but in um, uh, in Australia, um, under Barry Dancer, who is really the man credited with developing the the talent um, pipeline that Australia now has uh, for the men's program, and, and Colin was um, assistant coach to um, to the uh, Australian men's team, who won the gold in Athens in 2004, then the bronze in Beijing in 2008. Mark Hager is in charge of the women's team. I mean, did he have? Uh, does he know Colin? Did he have any say in this? Uh, uh, look, the, co- the process has been um, kept incredibly confidential. Um, so, uh, uh, um, in terms of uh, of Mark's knowledge, no, he didn't know until we we told uh, key staff last night. But I, Colin is known to us. He he has worked with Tony Cumpston, who's our fantastic high performance manager at Hockey New Zealand. Um, he's worked. We know he's worked with and worked alongside uh, both Mark and um, Ian Hicks, our performance analyst. So, so we've got a high degree of confidence he'll fit well into the Hockey New Zealand team. And he's, you know, really looking forward to working alongside other, um, you know, elite coaches from the other sports. You know, as as he gets more involved um, from a high performance sport New Zealand perspective. Uh, it's obviously, just a coincidence, but the two Australian coaches in charge of the national teams, and you're you're okay with that? Look, I think that's just the reality of where New Zealand is in our development. Um, we are, you know, we are working on developing a high, world-class high-performance program and, and high-performance system, um, and uh, you know, we're well on our way. Um, you know, and, and and you know, with hockey, um, you know, they have been further down the track, particularly with their elite coach development. So um, that's just a reality of where we are at the moment. But obviously, we're working hard to, to rectify that. Hockey, a lot, you know, it happens in Europe, and Colin will be leaving Europe to come here. How? What regard is coaching the New Zealand national side? Uh, to what extent? In 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 that, uh, was the quality overall of the applications up to where you thought? You no, know, you were happy with. Look, we we were pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, we had a uh, we had a very healthy long shortlist of of eight quality um, candidates, um, three of whom are from um, you know nations ranked higher than us, and a couple of those had actually won medals in London. So we we were really really pleasantly surprised. And I think it's a combination of. Um, uh, you know, the hockey world has seen, um, I guess, the progress that, that we've been making as a sport in New Zealand and in terms of actually starting to get some results on the world stage with, with the women. Um, and I think generally overall brand New Zealand from a New Zealand sports perspective, New Zealand did really well at, at, at London in terms of our overall medal haul. Um, uh, so undoubtedly confidence growing in terms of our system, you know, alongside with, you know, New Zealand being a great place to live. So I think it's really a combination of, of those factors which has um, 
you know, which is you know why we attracted a really high quality candidate pool. And timing, perhaps not great. He more or less just arrives before the Champions uh, Trophy. Yeah, look, at, look, it's tight. Um, and we we you know weighed up um, earlier in the year about whether we did this pre-London or post-London. We we moved pretty swiftly post-London. And um, but you know we've got um, we've got the team here on the ground now. Darren Smith is assistant coach. Um, you know, we're just finalising the squad selections and, um, you know, the athletes are having a well-earned break. Uh, and so, you know, Colin will come into play sort of mid-late October, but be on the ground, we hope, sort of, yeah, end of October. That's Hockey New Zealand's Chief Executive Hilary Paul talking to Barry Guy. The All Blacks are in Argentina this week in their bid to claim the rugby championship. Rugby has always been in the shadow of football in Argentina, but this week, with the arrival of the world's most well-known rugby team in the All Blacks, the oval ball has taken over. Radio New Zealand reporter Belinda McCammon caught up with Argentinian journalist Pedro Oso and asked him about the rugby scene in Argentina. Well, the love for the rugby began like 20, 30 years ago, and always the icon for the rugby fans was All Blacks for all the history that they have. And we take this match with a lot of relevance and importance because it's uh, against the, the big team. And we take it with, um, with much responsibility to give a good visualization to the world. A lot has been made this week about how vocal the Argentinian fans are going to be on Saturday and that's obviously factored into how the All Blacks have prepared for the test. Uh, what do you think the atmosphere is going to be like? Um, the front is a big detail for us. Um, I lay, uh, earlier I was asking for a journalist of New Zealand the difference between your fans and our fans and he told me that there, there isn't much passion and here we have we have it, and it's like a, like a, another player for us. Even when when we are losing, and they support us, so that gives us very very much confidence to the game. Do most people, do the the average man and woman in the street, know that All Blacks are actually here in Buenos Aires? Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, actually, today when the players and the and the head coach were talking. Um, here there were uh, like five channels of importance here in Buenos Aires. It's a, it's a big event when All Blacks came here. The Pumas have come very close to winning a couple of games this season. How do you think they're going to go on Saturday? Well, if you see the history of, of Los Pumas last year, we have been improvement, we have been making improvement along the years and this rugby championship in the in the preview of the of the tournament maybe the world press didn't give us one game of winning and now we have one and maybe <laughs> I don't know Saturday we can get another one <laughs> it's difficult but but when with with hard work we can we can take it the All Blacks the game itself is being played about 40 minutes drive outside of Buenos Aires at La Plata. Now, the All Blacks haven't uh, managed to go there for a training session yet, which I would imagine for some of the younger players will, will have an impact on them. What type of stadium is it at La Plata? What can the players expect when they run onto the field? Well, the weather is really, really cold. Maybe they're going to feel that 
and the grass of the of the stadium is is in perfect condition so that is not going to be a problem and i think the both of teams are prepared for that kind of situation of the weather of the of the people of the of the grass of the of the stadium so i think it's going to be a great game be a game do you think that the forwards are going to dominate it's going to be quite physical up front yeah yeah uh, the forwards of, of all blacks are very very strong and los pumas are going to have to be very careful about that Excellent. anything else you'd like to say about the game uh, i hope that pumas win <laughs> and don't take it too tough with us <laughs> And staying with rugby, the All Blacks captain Richie McCaw will take six months off from all forms of the game at the end of this year. McCaw will play at the All Blacks end of year tour, but will then trigger the clause in his contract which allows for a six-month sabbatical and will be unavailable until June next year. The Crusaders coach Todd Blackadder confirmed that he had been in talks with McCaw's agents and the New Zealand Rugby Union about the sabbatical. I spoke with Todd Blackadder after the news broke. So, um, I mean, did you hear from Richie himself or, I mean, how did you find out about this? Oh, we've actually been talking um, along with Richie very much so for the last couple of months, you know, just talking about his options next year and also to the big picture around his career, um, how he's feeling and what he wants to do. So, you know, for the Crusades, this certainly hasn't come out of the blue. It's something that, you know, we've been sort of in consultation with him for quite a while. And, you know, we've got a really good, strong relationship. And so I've known all along what probably did surprise me is probably the way that it came out yesterday, but certainly not surprised by it by any means. And, you know, we've been working with him and we th- we think it's a, a really good thing for him personally. And and he's a bloke who's constantly in the battles, with the posi- not only the position that he plays, he's a targeted player, plays a lot of rugby. I suppose this is just o- only appropriate in terms of getting, making sure his career lasts as, pos- as long as possible. Oh, absolutely, and you know this is a really good thing for him. Not necessarily always a good thing for the Crusaders and all, and all of this, but you know when you've got a guy who's given, you know, just so much to the All Blacks, New Zealand rugby. I mean, it, you know, he stands alone. He's a World Cup winning captain, and he always leads from the front. And when he comes back to the Crusaders, he he's one of our best players. You know, we haven't had the luxury of having Richie as part of our pre-season for the last couple of seasons gone past. So you know, really, nothing's really changed. And I think too, with maybe it's a really good thing for this team to you know, have to do do it without him. You know, draw more of the resource and energy and get more out of our guys, so that you know, we when he does come back into the team at the end of the season, of course, um, you know, he can just come back and play and enjoy his footy. But one thing we did know, Jacob, even um, him coming back this year, you know, it's certainly you know, Super Rugby's now eight months of the year. And, you know, the rest of the season is filled up with pretty with big all-black commitments. And it's a lot to ask one guy to lead both campaigns. So this will really freshen him up, we believe. So you expect a sort of a hungrier, fresher McCaw to come back? Yeah, I think so. I absolutely, you know, you think when you look at the way that he's playing this year, you, know, you think, how is that possible? Because he's he's almost superhuman, isn't he? But I think for this for Richie, it's more like a mental break. He just needs a, a good mental break. And by having a good break, he'll come back physically stronger and, you know, ready to give his career, you know, the next couple of years, you know, because, you know, as you do get to the stage where he's at, and, you know, you're slowly running out of time. And I think he really wants to get himself in the best mental and physical shape so that he can enjoy his rugby. And and this has an eye towards the 2015 World Cup as well, I believe? Yeah, I think so. I think this is... This, Gives him gives him that opportunity, that longevity. You know, if he keeps playing week in and week out, um, 
uh, you know, for the next couple of years, he may not make it. His body may break down. And I suppose that, you know, when he, him and his agents negotiated this part of the contract with NZRU, that that was really the reason behind it. So all he's really done, he's exercised his right. Um, we're really comfortable with that the NZRU has you know, allowed us to bring another player in to replace him, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So it's not like a win-lose. You know, we we end up losing out of this. We, I think we'll be stronger because of it. So, you know, I think it's a really good thing. And and Todd, a, a good chance for some of the younger guys to get some more game time. You met Todd's and I guess Karen Reid to get some more time with the, as the captain. Yeah, I mean, Rido did a great job as captain and you know, he's already expressed an interest that he wants to be at the helm. Um, I think that's great. I think, too, for the rest of the boys, it's you know, time for them to really stand up and you know, provide some leadership. You know, without the likes of Richie or relying on him to, to you know, to to do everything. And you know, sometimes when you've got a guy like Richie in the team, he's absolutely fantastic. Some players can be in awe of a guy like him, or you know, they st- they sit back a little bit more and they expect him to provide the leadership, which he does naturally. But also too, um, you know, for a guy like Richie, he's probably getting to the stage where he just really wants to enjoy it now, and it's a really good opportunity for those other guys to step up. So just to confirm, Todd, he will, he'll be back available after June next year. That's right. What, what I, my, my take on it, that he's going to be back, um, there's no set date in concrete. He'll be back in June. He may spend a little bit of time in the all-black environment, but certainly won't be available. To, he won't be playing for them, and um, he'll be integrated back um, after that June test window, back into the Crusaders, then... Obviously, if he's fit and strong, he'll be um, eligible for the All Blacks, of course. Any idea what he'll be doing on his six months? No, I, you know, I'm not really sure. I think he's pretty keen to take a break, probably get out, of, get a, get away from New Zealand, and um, you know, go and have a good holiday and clear his head, and you know, go and spend some time um, out of the out of the rugby environment. So, you know, this is really to refre- to freshen him up, to give him a good break, and you know, I think he'll probably head overseas to do that. Todd Blackadder. The New Zealand netball coach Waimata Matomonu will use the upcoming quad series to try and build depth within the Silver Fern squad. Mid-quarter Grace Rasmussen and shooter Anna Thompson, who were left out of the Constellation Cup team, have replaced Camilla Lees and Jodie Brown for the Australian leg of the quad series. Tomonu told Barry Guy she wants to give international experience to as many of her 16-strong squad as possible. Well, the intent was this year to try and get the whole of the um, Silver Fern squad into a series, um, and Lisa had expressed the same um, intent with the Australian squad. She did that by bringing 15 over to the Constellation Cup. My um, approach is to change at the periphery, so we've got two new players in, um, and so we've got a different 12 for the first part of the quad series, and we'll change that again for the second part. That then leaves us fast net, which is only 10 players, so we won't see too many changes there, and the um, Tour of England in January. So I'm hopeful that by the middle of February we will have had all of these Silver Ferns squad members as part of a, a touring team. So uh, court time, though? You know, are all, all of the squad are you expecting to get court time? Um, perhaps not all. We've got 11 of the 12 in the Constellation Cup. Um, there are only three matches in the first part of the quad series, so we'll see what we can do. Um, certainly hope we'll, we get at least the 11 out again. Um, 12 and three games gets a little bit difficult. Uh, and so you're trying to achieve or, or, or give them experience. I mean, I mean, your starting side looks pretty good, but obviously the, these others do need time. 
They do, and um, with bringing South Africa and England, we've got the opportunity to put them out um, against different styles and, and have a look at and see what we can do. Because remembering that our um, our critical events in Commonwealth Games and World Championships, we do have to play others in Australia. And uh, the the part of the overseas part of this quad series is, is South Africa and England. Uh, do you think perhaps the not having the same strength perhaps as Australia that there is the opportunity to mix things up a bit as far as your side's concerned? Absolutely, and and that is the intent. We're able to give them um, an international experience that isn't quite at the um, cauldron-like level that playing Australia can be. Does that mean putting them, starting them? Because, you know, it's different for any sporting side to be starting rather than just coming off the bench? Um, it would mean both because we have to have players who can do both start and come off in, into the game. So you've had a few days to mop up things from the Constellation Cup. What's, what's your thinking, how, how that went? Um, well, it was a good start for us. I saw, um, perhaps not consistently, but certainly enough to think that we're on the right track. The Aussies were very happy to have grabbed that last one. Was that a little bit um, annoying? I know you had a few disruptions. Um no, it wasn't annoying. As I say, I saw enough there. I was um, disappointed in our lack of consistency and the way we fell apart in the second and third quarter. Having said that, um, I thought the Australians really punished us um, for the errors that we made, and that hadn't really happened in the first two tests, so that was a very good lesson for us. Do you have time, you know, I see this doesn't start for a couple of weeks, do you have time to, you know, uh, get these girls together again? No, um, and there is time, but we've made the decision that actually we would prefer that they um, had some downtime, that they focused on their individual things. They've got some pretty specific instructions about what they need to be doing, and they've all got um, strength and conditioning programs. So um, in their own time, they'll be training and they'll be um, doing their netball skill work, but it won't be as a group. And I'll just touch on it again. Uh, this quad series, you're seeing that, obviously you want to win, but you're seeing this as an opportunity to develop? Absolutely, and at this stage in a four-year cycle, I, I have to take that view. Good, and you're happy with where uh, where you're at with these, uh, you know, younger ones. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, but they need to get on court now, and we need to look at them very much like we did with the um, the kind of senior players in the Constellation Cup, putting them out there and and just making sure that the things we talk about and the things we practice um, are on the court when we play. And any update on how Casey is? Well, she's named. At this stage, um, my intent, my hope, is that she will play um, the whole of the series, but clearly she won't play all six games. Um, but she'll be involved um, and fit and able to take the court at any time during the period. Why Taimonu talking with Barry Guy. That's all this week for Extra Time. I'm Jacob McSweeney. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, let us know by emailing sport at radionz.co.nz. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.